This morning, promises from investigators in Memphis, Tennessee, that their investigation into the police beating of Tyree Nichols is not over. More video could be released. More people could be charged. Not just any justice, but equal justice. And that's what we're going to get for Tyree Nichols, equal justice. Nichols' family attorney, Ben Crump, calling for police reform at Tyree's funeral Wednesday. But as violent crime continues to explode in major cities, including here in Milwaukee, What sort of reform will both protect the accused in traffic stops and things like that, but also protect the public? ABC News crime and terrorism analyst Brad Garrett is with us live in Washington this morning. Brad, do you have more insight on in this Nichols case in specific in Memphis, this specialized scorpion unit they've been talking about? It was formed to tackle a violent crime problem there. That's now been disbanded. So the issue with the Scorpion unit, which has been repeated in the in the past in Chicago, Los Angeles, and other places, <clears throat> is well-intentioned. In other words, the police chief typically is trying to reduce the homicide rate, reduce the violent crime rate in pockets of, in your case, it would be in Milwaukee, but in these other cities, like pockets of Memphis. But they apparently wanted to use the approach that the more people that you stopped, that the more people that you became aggressive with, which would translate into more arrests, would reduce the crime, violent crime rate, which seldom plays out. Now, granted, do you find guns and drugs, etc., <clears throat> when you stop people? Of course you do. But how you treat them, how you communicate with them, lays the groundwork about whether they'll ever help you again. Every person you stop and talk to is a potential witness, if they live in that community that's got a lot of violence, of a homicide that occurred the night before or one that's about to occur. Um, they are your eyes and ears. That's why the homicide rate is so low in so many of these communities. I'm not suggesting that with the police using a more communicative, maybe softer approach, granted safety, granted there are just some people that are going to get aggressive with you, the police, and you have to deal with that. But that's not always the case. And so we need to, I guess we need, in some cases, a different type of police officer who has all the tactical skills, the safety skills, but really can talk to people who are agitated, who may yell at you for a while, and talk them down like we do in hostage negotiation and get them to where you can have a conversation. You sometimes can gain a lot of information, surprisingly, from an aggressive, angry person. Talking with Brad Garrett, ABC News crime and terrorism analyst. On that point, Brad, I I know a lot of police officers locally. I talk with them all the time. You know as well as anyone how they are trained. And right now, they're not typically trained in that manner. So if we want cops to (coughs) patrol and police differently, then we have to train them differently. Well, there is no doubt. And, And clearly, all of their tactical training, firearms, defensive tactics, is absolutely essential. No one's saying otherwise. However, we don't spend near enough time in figuring out who are the good communicators, who are they not, who, who are not, should we hire him, should we not, um, and get away from really hardcore military models where it's all up to three, four, yes and no, black and white, um, and where it can create an attitude of it's sort of us against them. And you don't want to send people to the street with that attitude. Yes, there needs to be a chain of command. Yes, they need to follow it. But they got to be able to talk to people and do it in a very non-confrontational way, despite the fact the person you're talking to 
is being confrontational. Brad, does this compromise the officer's safety, though? Their lives are literally on the line. We've had police officers shot in the line of duty here in Milwaukee. We've had many recent times killed. So, like, where's that balance between them protecting the public and and their own person and being if they're not, you know, they're not going at people in a hard way sometimes? Well, but there's no point in going at them in a hard way unless there's a threat level. In other words, going up to people and talking to them. If they have a gun and they pull it out and shoot you, there's not much you can do about that. But going up to people and talking to, being careful how you get people out of cars. We're all trained about how to approach cars to minimize getting shot. I'm not talking about changing any of that. And there are people that will swing out of a car or around a corner and you have to pull a gun out and shoot them. There is that. But that is not the norm day in and day out. All I'm suggesting is you have to have flexible officers that can switch from, okay, we're now completely tactical because of what's happened, to let's have a conversation. That's that's all I'm suggesting because it's all about gaining information with safety first, of course. Really insightful stuff. Brad Garrett, ABC News crime and terrorism analyst. Thanks always for your perspective. You're welcome.